Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. So I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that You would elevate Your presence in this place and You would elevate Jesus and You would elevate minds and hearts so that they would see what they need to do, but more importantly, what they need to be. Help us fix our eyes on Jesus. I declare of this place, champions rising, hearts being healed, lives being changed, growth and strength and health. Lord, all according to Your Name and Your glory. I pray it now in Jesus' Name. Come on, pray this simple prayer. Say, Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. I need You. I declare today, I can become, I will become all You want me to. Help me. Fill me. Strengthen me. Heal me. In Jesus' Name. And everyone said, Amen. Come on, one more time. We began last week talking about the greater invitation. Someone say the greater Greater. invitation. And we talked about how Jesus is the really the ultimate inviter. As you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, you see time and time again, Jesus is always inviting us on a journey. In John chapter 1, He says this in verse 50, He says, You will see greater things than this, but previous to that, In John chapter 1, verse 35, I'm going to read the text. It says this, Again, the next day, Jesus stood with two of His disciples and looking at Jesus as He walked, He said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard Him speak and they followed Jesus. Someone say, follow. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following Him, He said to them, What do you seek? They said, Rabbi, where are you staying? And He said to them, Come and see. Someone say, come and see. Jesus is the great inviter to come and see. And once you've seen and experienced the goodness of God, He actually invites you not just to come and see, but come and follow. I like that Jesus first asked you to come and see. Come check it out. Come feel it. I like when people invite people to church like that. Like, come and see it. Come and feel it. Come and check it out. One of the guys in our church, he is, I would call him a great inviter. He'll invite you 10 times to church. You know why? Because he got invited 10 times to church. And on the 10th time, he was like, this guy is not going to quit. So I'm just going to go. 
and he came on the 10th time, and ever since then, he never stopped coming. So he says, I at least owe someone 10 invitations before I give up on them. He is a great inviter. Jesus was always inviting people. In John chapter 3, he has a discussion with a religious man, a leader, a well-to-do, a very well-respected person, and he is inviting him to literally be born again, to literally be changed by the Spirit of God. In John chapter 4, we see a woman who is not well-to-do. She doesn't have much money. She is not important in that society. And Jesus invites the rich and the poor to himself. He, are, he invites the successful and the unsuccessful, the, the, the pure of, of background and religion, and the person who has mixed lineage, he invites everyone. I love that Jesus is an inviter. In John chapter 5, he invites them to eat the bread of life. In John chapter 6, he's inviting them to taste of his life. In John 7, he says, come unto me, all you who are thirsty. Someone say, come and see. He says, come and see. And then he says, come and follow. God has not called you to an observant faith, a mere mental kind of recognition that, yes, I believe in a God. How many know that demons believe in God? The book of James says demons believe and they tremble. It's not enough just to cognizantly say, ah, believe in God and feel like that's a free pass. No, it is the invitation to the person of Christ that you and I must individually receive. And then he says, come and follow. Someone say follow. Follow when it's good. Follow when it's bad. Follow when it's popular. Follow when it's not popular. Come and follow. Who are you following? Everyone's following someone. You're like, Anthony, I'm not following anyone. I'm following myself. Yeah, you're following you. You're looking in the mirror and you're following yourself. It's interesting that sometimes I found that people will say things like this, like, I'm not very religious. I don't have a religion. Everyone is religious. To be religious is to simply have beliefs. And everyone have beliefs, don't they? Whether you recognize it or not, you and I are believers. But are we believing the right thing? Recently, I was um, invited to something. I wasn't able to attend, but I'm always, I, I like getting invited. How about you? I like getting an email like, hey, are you coming? And I'll think about it. I'm one of those people, I don't respond right away. I'm not sure why. I normally say, ask my wife. She's the calendar keeper of the relationship. I'm like, someone invite me to anything. I'm normally like, ah, we'll see. I like getting invited to something. It's an a, it's a amazing thing to be invited to a wedding or something Powerful, something amazing, but I want you to think about that simple thought for a second that the God of the universe, the one who made you, the one who created you and designed you, loved you so much that he invited you forever into his home so you would be part of his family, part of his, his nature, part of. Where he hangs out, he has invited you. How many of you would get excited if Oprah invited you over for dinner? How many of you would probably Instagram that a little bit? Like, you know, come on, you'd be getting some followers after that one. Like, yeah, going to Oprah's house, me and Oprah. 
Maybe you, it, it might be, I don't know, someone else like Michael Jordan. You're like, ah, me and Mike going to go hang out. Maybe Dwayne Johnson, you're like, hey, Dwayne, you and me hanging out. How many think that'd be a big deal? Come on, don't pretend. <laughs> you're like, I'm not impressed by important people. If Dwayne Johnson invited you over, you're like, I'm going. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm going. Is it for chicken? Is it for steak? I don't care. If he said, come over 3 a.m., you're like, all right, I'm going. You don't even know why. Why? Because you know who it is. Do you know the only reason you would say no? The only reason you would say no to the invitation of heaven is somehow you've lost your mind. (laughs) And you've forgotten who's inviting you. Who's inviting you to heaven? The greatest being in all the universe wants to spend eternity with you. Not just a night. How many know if Dwayne Johnson invited you to come over the house, eventually at one point he's kicking you out. You come over three hours, get out. God wants you forever and some of us are too busy. God wants us forever and some of us are like, I'm not sure, I got something better to do. Are you sure? Are you smoking crack? Hopefully not right now. The King of all kings has invited you and you just need to RSVP. RSVP. It's French. It means I'm coming. You get invited, but you have to RSVP by a certain date, don't you? Will you get invited again? I don't know. But if I were you, I'd say yes. At the end of this service, at the end of every service at our church, we give someone the opportunity to RSVP. Some people think they're doing something else and it might be more important. You're like, ah, but I can't give up this and I can't give up this. I can't give up this. It's like me inviting an ant over my house and he's got a little crumb. And I'm like, I got loaves of bread. I got Ezekiel bread there. I got some muffins there, brown, brown, whole wheat muffins. I got some regular whole wheat bread, whatever kind of bread, but you're hanging on to your crumb. You're an ant going, nah, my little hole in the ground is better. Do you realize the king of all kings has invited you on a journey to say yes? Do you know that every time you serve in this church, be friendly in this church, give in this church, pray in this church, or you are involved in the rescue mission of allowing ants to let go of their crumbs so that the king of all kings can give them something of sustenance and eternal value. I don't want to get involved in church. I don't want to give. Every time you do, you're involved in the eternal mission of Jesus. It is not just a practical mission, it is an eternal mission. 
I had to remind sometimes some leaders during 2020 that it was kind of like, Anthony, are, are we being safe enough? And I had to say, listen, I care about people's physical safety, but I have to care more about their eternal safety than I do about their, even their physical safety. We carry the message of eternal life. We are the stewards. Have you noticed that no one else is preaching Jesus? Preaching everything else but Jesus. I'm not even near my notes. This service is way better than the first service. You came to the right one. The last one was the warm-up. My wife's like, don't say that. Maybe you guys needed this one more. The Lord's like, I know who's coming today. I'm going to get them at the 11 o'clock. I'm going to get them. John chapter 6, uh, Jesus is about to feed the 5,000. And he asked them a question, hey, you got any food? And the Bible says he said this to test them. Someone say test them. He said this to test them. He already knows what he's going to do. He's going to multiply it. But he said this to test them. If you want God to do something greater in your life, here's the annoying news. You have to pass the test. Remember in high school, college, or middle school, whatever you went to and your education level is, they would say, hey, on Friday, there's a test, isn't there? In a month, there's a test. There's a test coming. Here's the funny thing about God. He watches you and then later you find out it was a test. He doesn't tell you. Guess what? Life is a test. Life itself is a test. God wants to trust you more. God wants to give you greater, but He tests you first. How many of you want to grow spiritually? Say yes. How many want greater things for your life? Say yes. yes. How many of you would like more insight and the Holy Spirit to direct your life more? Yes. Say yes. yes. I was speaking to a great man. His name is Pastor Jesse Potom. He's there, them and their ministry have started 10,000 plus churches. And I was like, I want to see more of the power of God moving my life. Jesse Potom said something so simple to me. So simple. Someone say simple. It's not deep, it's simple. But it's deep when you do it. Everyone wants deep. I found it's deep when you do it. Jesus said, my bread is to do the will of him who sent me. It's not just sitting there and reading. It's action orientated. And, and Yesi Potom looks at me and says, just be faithful with what you know to do. And I was like, oh. And here's the funny thing. I've heard that before. And I've preached that before. But how many know when you ask a great man, sometimes you're listening more. You're leaning in. You're like, what's the secret? And it's not a secret. It's do what you know to do. Pass the test. You want a greater faith? Give. No, I don't like that. I don't care. Jesus speaks more and the Gospels and the, and the Scriptures speak more about money than heaven and hell. More about money than prayer and faith. There is over 2,000 Scriptures in all the Old Testament and New Testament on money. Why? Because He knows it's a test. Every Sunday there's a test. Uh, oh, 
I find it so interesting that in the Gospels that Jesus sat back and watched people give. Wouldn't that be awkward? <laughs> like the offering bark is going by and there's Jesus just staring at you. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and you're either passing the test or you're failing the test. My test today is not my test of years ago. Years ago, my wife and I, I've always given the first and the best to God, but over the years, he's asked for more. How dare he ask for more? (laughs) Who does God think he is? God. He's like, hey, can I have more? And I'm like, oh, this is a test. And then I started giving more. And then what's weird is I found my heart expanded more. And my vision expanded more. And my faith expanded more. And it wasn't this tangible blessing. It seemed to be on the inside of what I could believe God for. Oh, it's getting so quiet in here. Are you getting this? It's a test. It's a test. It's a test. Time's a test. Your treasure's a test. Time's a test. If I said to you, what do you do with your priorities? Look at your calendar, observe it, and then you look at it and you go, what's my priority? Because you're spending your time. So if I want God's greater revelation in my life, if I want God's greater blessing in my life, then I have to be faithful with my time. I have to be faithful with my talent. Someone say talent. Your talent is what you're good at. Your talent is God's gift to you. Some of you, uh, numerous different people in our church, they're, they're good at making people look good. Makeup, eyelashes, all kinds of stuff. Charity's there. And she's like, yeah, that's what I do. I make them look good, you know? Others are good at Marco's in real estate and Steve's in science and Milton's a builder and all kinds of stuff. It's a gift. I know others that are entrepreneurial and others are chefs and all kinds of different things. But if you want God to bless your life, you've got to be faithful and actually recognize that's His. The gift I have to communicate in front of people is a gift that God gave me. But here's the thing, I could use it for myself or I could use it for Him. I could use it and promote myself or I could use it and promote him. And he watches to see what I'm doing. I met a very famous person recently, a year ago, pre-COVID. Isn't it funny? We used to say BC, AD. Now it's like pre-COVID, (laughs) post-COVID. Met a very famous person. All of you would know the people. All, All of you would know him. It's funny. He was sitting right next to me on my right. And I was like, well, I better grab the opportunity to say, what's up? <laughs> and anyway, we, we talked a little bit, but there was a guy right across from me and he was telling me his story and telling me about his church and telling me about everything. And it's funny, in my heart, I was like, why am I talking to you? Because <laughs> you ever met someone and they just talk too long? You're like, how long is this story gonna go, bro? I need to get a sandwich just to listen to this, you know? I'm kidding. (laughs) 
I just say what everyone else is thinking. (laughs) And as I'm talking to him, and this very famous man is next to me, like very famous, known all over the world. I hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. And it was a weird moment. He said, if you value who's in front of you, he said, you'll never have to promote yourself. And you'll let me promote you. He said, if you honor who's in front of you, because if you treat that person valuable, how do you know who heaven thinks is valuable or not? Isn't it interesting that John chapter four is the woman at the well and she is a woman of no reputation. She has really no social standing, but Jesus and the gospels and the Holy Spirit thought they would write a full chapter of the Bible on her. And they elevate this one woman who is of no reputation and she's had five husbands and she's not known, but she's known as the woman who's been around the block. But Jesus takes more time to invite her to himself, gets clearer with her than he does with a lot of other people because he honors who's right in front of him. And this is so far removed from my notes, but I just want to say to you today, if you want a greater faith, think about your treasure. How do you honor God with? Think about your talent. What are you going to do with it? Think about time. How are you spending your time? Are you with me, Church Alive? I think that's a good question. Let me give you, other than what I just gave you, let me give you a couple of things about a greater attitude and a greater faith that I think we need. Number one, choose a positive mind. See, to pass the test that God is gonna bring your way, choose a positive mind. How many, how many need some help with this? This side of the room, you're good on this side, you're good. Say, so we just came for the worship. We don't need the preaching, it's fine. Choose a positive mind. How many of you know that's a choice? You live in America. It is the land of opportunity. It still is. Do you believe that? But some people will tell you otherwise, won't they? Choose a positive mind. Philippians chapter 4, Paul is speaking to the church and he says, Do not be anxious. Doesn't mean don't have anxiousness. We all have that at different times, at different moments, for different seasons. But he says, do not be. Someone say be. Be. That's about who the person is. Have you ever met someone and they say to themselves or say to you, I'm a worrier? Don't be that. Do not be anxious about what? Anything. How are you going with that? Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer, and petition. So I want to remind you what that word means. Petition means knocking on the door until someone comes. Petition is, is that Rocky Balboa kind of attitude that keeps getting back up until he wins the fight. Are you spending way more time on everyone else's media and everyone else's thing instead of just in prayer? 
and petition. The strength of your faith will be to the level of your prayer. The strength of your faith will be to the level of your prayer. I'm not here to make you guilty. You can't do anything about the past. There are times when you just need to go, just choose an hour and go say, Jesus, I'm gonna go connect to you for an hour. Just go for a walk for an hour. You might get distracted by the houses around you and the dogs around you and all the stuff, but more than anything else, just go, man, I'm gonna go spend time with God for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or one hour. Sometimes, sometimes the best time of your life is the hardest time of your life because you'll find God there. Sometimes the hardest time of your life is the best time of your life because you found heaven there. How many know John chapter four, the woman stuck in adultery, she never would have found Jesus if everything was functional. She never would have found Jesus if everything was working out great. But she found Him in the pain and she found Him in the struggle of life. How many of you need to choose a positive mind? Choose a committed spirit. If you're gonna pass the tests and time of treasure, of talent, you need to choose a committed spirit. We sung about it, Magno was talking about it. He says, let our shout not end here. But a committed spirit has a shout, sometimes that's quiet. In a crowd, anyone can shout. In a crowd, anyone can, oh, I'm committed. But commitment comes. And sometimes commitment seems to go, but I wanna encourage you, stay committed. Stay committed. Jesus tests them in their commitment. What's interesting with Jesus is Jesus looks at the disciples in John chapter six, and he says some stuff to them that they don't understand at all. And then he asks them this question, and I think it's in verse 51. He says this, are you offended? Are you offended? Watch this now. And then he doesn't apologize. You will not see one apology from Jesus. Now, I'm not saying to be more like Jesus, you should never apologize. Let me just say that right here, right now. Because some of you in marriage are like, that's it. I'm gonna be more like Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna fight till I'm right. But Jesus tested their commitment. He says, are you gonna leave too? And then he doesn't beg them to stay. He literally lets the truth sit where it may and let the truth sort them out. You know, there was, Jesus called them to something greater. But there was also some greater disappointment in their life too. They had to go through when everyone loved Jesus and when everyone hated Jesus. Are you committed to Jesus, someone's calling you. Are you committed to Jesus just when it's good or just when it's bad? Some people are committed to Jesus when it's bad, interestingly enough, because that's where they find Him. But the moment they get blessed, they start to leave and they forget about the one who blessed them. 
Are you committed in the good times and the bad times? You've got to choose a committed spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, the Apostle Paul is speaking about praying in the Spirit. He says, I'll pray with my mind, I'll pray with my spirit. He says, I'll sing with my mind, I'll sing with my spirit. He's talking about praying in other languages and heavenly tongues. And in verse 3, he says this, when I pray with my spirit, he says, my spirit is edified, it is strengthened. So you serve God with your mind, but you also serve Him with your spirit. One of the greatest gifts of my life is at the age of seven years old, I was in the shower, the Holy Spirit came upon my life to speak in other languages but in my private time when I feel discouraged in my private time when I don't know what to pray in my private time I feed my faith by praying in the Spirit and the Bible says it strengthens my spirit so that when the hard times comes you've been benching and you're strong and you can handle it. Don't just let your Christianity just be on your own commitment and faith. It has to be a strong spirit. Are you with me, Church Alive? Let me say this last one real quick. Last thought. Choose a forgiving spirit. Choose a forgiving spirit. Forgiveness sounds sexy until you've got to do it. Everyone wants to forgive until you get hurt. <laughs> Everyone wants to forgive until you disagree. Because I've normally found it's not just the offence, it's that you disagree. Is your faith bigger enough to disagree and get over it and keep moving on? It's getting quiet in here. Well, let me challenge you again on that. This is so important, especially in Instagram, social media world. Everyone's offended at people. Have you notice that? Ah, da, 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 da. ah, shut up. <laughs> what if America had spent the last year forgiving and getting healthy? Forgiving, moving on, letting go, taking responsibility and getting healthy. Imagine if America for the last 12 months, instead of just Sanitizing. I'm not saying don't sanitize, but what I am saying is, what if America went on a 12-month health kick? Instead of just isolate, instead of just drink more alcohol, instead of just stay away from people, how would we be now in 12 months if we were forgiving everyone? See, sometimes the gospel, sometimes the word of God seems like it's like, ah, that doesn't work. Are you sure? What if we'd been forgiving one another? 12 months and getting healthier for 12 months. How do you think we'd look? A little bit better? God wants to trust us with more. God wants greater for your life. Can, you, can I get a good amen? Close your eyes all across this place. Jesus, I pray that you would take this and let it hit where it needs to hit. The one that needs forgiveness, God, let it hit them. The one that just needs encouragement, let a word of encouragement strengthen their spirit. One that needs 
Lord, greater commitment, I pray that fear would not stop them. And You would set Your people free from fear and there'd be health and strength and life flowing in this place by the power of the Holy Spirit. That those online receive the Word of God right now. Let the presence of God touch them where they need it. Let the presence of God heal and encourage and just uplift one who's just been beat down right now. Let the presence of God just lift burdens and barriers in this place. Let the presence of God touch people where they need it, Father. Lord, let healing virtue flow, Lord of the soul and the spirit. Let healing virtue flow in this place, Lord Jesus. Oh, elevate Yourself amongst us, Lord. Lord, return passion to people. Return fire to people. I pray in this place that a greater sense of hope and a greater sense of expectation will get in the minds of Your men and Your women. Ask it now in Jesus' Name. Set people free, Lord. Set them free. Set us free. We need it. Heal areas of the soul that only you can heal. I declare your name and your wonder and your glory over this place right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let the goodness of God saturate people. Lord, let the goodness of God saturate people. Let the goodness of God saturate people, I pray. Let hope come in that one spirit right now. Let hope come in that one spirit right now. While eyes are closed, you may be here in this place right now. You may be watching online and you may not have yet said yes to the greatest invitation ever. It's the greatest invitation ever because it comes from the greatest person ever. It comes from the one who was and is and is to come. It comes from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords Himself. And He invites you to come to Him to receive Him, to have forgiveness for your sins and healing for your past and a new life for today. If you're here in this place and you've not responded to Him, you've not surrendered to Him, I'm gonna invite you and all of us to pray a prayer as a church family and to invite Him into your heart. So all across this place, our eyes are closed. Those of you watching online right now, Close your eyes with me. Come on as a church family, say this. Say, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my friend. I ask you humbly to change me. Help me become. Anoint me to become the person desire me. In the name of Jesus, 
Well, eyes are closed all across this place. If you meant business with God, you're saying yes to Jesus for the first time right here, right now. Or maybe you're coming back to Him. I'm gonna ask you to slip up your hand, slip up your hand real high all across this place. If that's you today, raise your hand. Thank you, sir, in the back. Anyone else today? Thank you. That's awesome, that one, that one, that one, that one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome to see you. You can put your hand down. Father, I thank you for every hand, every heart. I thank you in the name of Jesus. Your life and your strength is on them, giving them new days. Lord, plant them in your purpose. Plant them in your house, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you receive God's Word, would you give the Lord a hand in the house of God?